This week on the Digital Dust Podcast. We have partnered up with our very own alma mater, Western University. So uh, today we are sitting down with Professor Mike Dove. We're looking for somebody who's, who's passionate about history and about the past. Hello and welcome back to Digital Dust. I'm Katie. I'm Robin. I'm Liz. And I'm Patrick. <gasps> Excuse me? That's not Patrick. <laughs> Guys, this is a serious episode. Are oh you are you expecting of me to... Of all of the serious episodes we've done. So this right, is, Patrick, this so. is a really important episode. And why is it, is it important? True. Yeah, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. Liz? Um, well, okay, so today is a very important episode because we have partnered up with our very own alma mater, Western University, specifically Western's Public History Department, which is where we all got our master's degrees, or if you're Patrick, you are still continuing. Um, I feel like if you've been listening for a while, you've probably heard us mention Western throughout, like, most of season one, and even last episode, our very first episode. So Western is, first of all, one of the most beautiful campuses, I think, at least in Ontario for universities, really, really studying Gothic architecture. But Western University is located in London, Ontario. It is the second best London in the world. I haven't been to the first London in the world, so I'm not too sure. Uh, I have. It's it's the second best it, London yeah, in the world. Yeah, second best. <laughs> I can uh, confirm. And if you're wondering, it literally is, like, in a lot of ways, like a mini London. We have a Thames River and, you know, all of the streets and all of the things. Yeah, we try. Um, we try. Yeah. But yeah, Western is a really great option, not only for domestic students, students who are in Canada, but also internationally. Western has had students from over 100 different countries as international students. And we really are top of our class for research, not only in like STEM, but also for for history and arts. And there's a lot of really great innovative programs going on, like the one that we're in, Public History. So if you do want to check out more about Western, you want to see the pictures of the beautiful architecture and all that jazz and get the vibe, um, we'll have all the information for Western's website and also the Public History uh, website, all that jazz. It's going to be in the show notes. Yeah. And um, just a fun fact for our international listeners and potential students, our school welcomes you guys they love having international students over it is not a block to applying to this program so if you are interested definitely come check it out you will discover throughout this episode how much we love this department and how much we loved our program and so we really wanted to share that with you guys especially since you're probably all interested in public history and want to hear about where it can take you what the program is like all the fun things that you get to do so the way the lay of the land for this episode um we're gonna kind of uh have a couple different voices throughout so obviously there's going to be the four of us uh, and we are also going to hear from mike dove professor mike dove who is the director of the public history program at western and he's also the internship coordinator and he had some very wise things to say about the program about um, applying to grad school all that kind of stuff and we're also going to hear from some of our dear friends who also did the program with us this past year Uh, and again you'll kind of hear them all spliced throughout so we're going to talk about everything from why we chose western to what makes the program so unique and so different from other programs to the kind of projects that we did um and where it's going to take you to where which kind of uh, career paths you can take with public history so without further ado we're gonna get on started katie where where are we going (laughs) (laughs) where are we going 
I wanted to start, I actually don't know the answer to this question, by asking each of you where you applied to grad school. Like, like obviously you all applied to Western, but where else? Nowhere else. No, oh my God, really? Really? No. For serious? I straight up only applied to Western. Oh my God. Oh no. All eggs in. <laughs> One basket. Robin, go. what if you didn't get in? <laughs> I'd be in teacher's college earlier, I think. <laughs> ah, all right. I was kind of the same. Like I, So I applied to three but I only really wanted Western, but I was too scared to just apply to the one. Um, I applied to Carleton's um, Master's in Public History, which is a little bit different from the Western program, which we'll talk about. And I also applied to Trent University's um, Master's in Indigenous Studies, in their Indigenous Studies program. Um, I, I also applied to, to Carleton for Public History, so I just applied to the two Public History programs. I was thinking about applying to a third for other stuff, and then I was like, man, there's too many applications, so... I applied to two master's programs, and then I also applied to a bunch of teacher's college programs. The only other master's I applied to was, uh, I think it's a master's of museum studies at the University of Glasgow wow. in Scotland. Oh my god. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was, very, it was very tempting. Although Glasgow is like the stabbing capital of the world. So. Oh my god, really? Maybe less Ooh. tempting. Actually, it might not be anymore, but I do refer to it as Stab City. Well, that'll help you Just make up your personally. mind. I do love, I love Glasgow. All my Glaswegians out there, I love you. I love Glasgow, but. A lot of people getting stabbed. Yeah, just a lot, yeah. Yeah. But honestly, I only applied to, to Western because I looked at everything they had on their website and I knew there was no other program offering the same stuff. The one other place I was tempted by was Toronto, but it was so For different. the museum studies? Yeah, museum yeah, studies. Yeah, I almost did the museum studies too, but it, yeah, it was too Not niche. No. This program, you get to do museums and digital history and, like, everything public history. It's not just museums. There are so many more doors. Well, I guess we talked about where you applied. In Robin's case, this maybe isn't... Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> why, like, why Western is the big question. Why did you choose Western? What made you pick it? Even if you only applied to Western, you, you had the option of being, like, never oh, mind. Yeah. So why Western? I feel like Patrick and I are a little more biased because we both did our undergrad degrees at Western and so we were very comfortable yeah. there. Yes. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, yeah. But that being said, like, I I did so... Probably here as we kind of talk with Mike throughout this episode that the, not only does Western have a master's in public history, but there's also a minor, uh, um, a minor in public history for undergraduate students and there's also a full year um, undergraduate public history course, which Patrick and I both took. So that was a really... At, at the, the same, same time. time. We were in class together. Yeah, so... I was like, who's that person over there? It's and me. then never spoke to her. Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> and that's okay. And I wasn't in history, so I did. that was the only history yeah. course. But yeah, so we we were in that initial course and it was a great kind of like introduction to public history. And I deliberately took it because A, I thought it would look good to have that going into the program when applying. Um, so if your school does have like a public history or something like that, highly recommend that you take that if you're looking to get into a public history program. Um, but I also like, yeah, I didn't have a history degree. I on paper, public history sounded really good to me and I wanted to know if it was a good fit. And I did that class and I loved it. And then I was just like, yeah, I'm applying. Um, but yeah, it was really great. You get to meet Mike and like people from the program. 
um, and kind of get a little taste of it. So if you are an undergraduate student at Western interested in the public history program, highly recommend you take Mike's course. Um, but yeah, why Western? I mean, cause I could have gone somewhere else. I could have like, you know, had a change of scenery or something, but I chose Western specifically for the program and for the faculty. Uh, the faculty of the public history program isn't just professors, isn't just people with PhDs who have done nothing but write research articles that maybe only 10 people read. Um, they're people who are actual public historians who are practicing their trade in our community. There are people who volunteer, there are people who work in museums, people who work in archives. And so you're not just kind of getting that top-down educational experience of someone lecturing at you, but you're actually making connections with faculty. And by doing that, you're making connections in the community. And that was really great with like our research um, assistant positions, things like that. So if you, especially with public history, like the reason why I wanted to do public history is because that's how you make a change in the world, at least for me. I think getting an MA and a PhD, like that's great, but the real change um, for everyday people happens in the public. And so we were able to do that like from our program right from the get-go, um, as opposed to, you know, places like Carleton where it was more of a thesis-based program and not like a, a professional development program. And it was one year, so <laughs> it was really nice to be in and out, get an MA in one year, um, a lot more practical for a lot of reasons. I think uh, pretty similarly. That's so. I mean, I think for me, there are. I want to distinguish it here in that there's reasons why I chose Western over other programs, and then reasons why I loved going to Western once once I got there for this program. I think the so the reason why I chose it over other programs, I think, sort of building off what Liz was just talking about, was the length of the program. Just the one year was really nice, but also the reason why they have it as a one-year program as opposed to a two-year program is really, really integral and uh, and important to, to the program itself. And the idea is that this public history program at Western prepares you with class learning and then an internship in the field to become a public historian. Like its its whole purpose is that you do an internship after two terms in, in classes and that internship hopefully leads you either to a job directly in the public history field or gives you the experience to apply to new jobs in the public history field. And so the, the whole purpose of the program is to, in one year, make you marketable in the public history workplace. And that's great. And other uh, public history programs like Carleton, where you have to do a mandatory second year where after your internship, you come back and write a thesis paper. That's great in another way. It, and, and it gets at this sort of more theoretical side of public history, which is interesting. But it, it I was really interested, as Liz was saying, in, in the sort of practical side of public history and, and actually engaging in the public as the main thing that I wanted to do. And so that's why I chose Western over other public history programs in Canada. But then when I got here, the reason why I loved it so much was because of the people, because of the particularly because of the professors in the program. So... Dr. Mike Dove and Dr. Michelle Hamilton, along with Dr. Tim Campo and a few other experts they bring in to do some, some uh, sub-courses. But these professors are so endearing and kind, and they to say they care about you is an understatement. Like, legitimately, you know, so many people's experiences in undergrad, especially at larger institutions like Western is that you're a bit of a number, not many people know you, it's not until you're in your third or fourth year that professors really even know you by name, and even then you might have one or two that are sort of in your corner. But from day one, every professor in this program not only wants you to succeed, but will help you get there. Like, they are they are enthused and ready 
to ensure that you get something out of this program. And so that level of support is, I don't know, deeply meaningful to me, I think. And so I, what I'm trying to say here is that it's not that other professors from other public history programs are not this way, <laughs> but just that uh, just that when I went to Western, that was a real perk and, and, and something that I really was incredibly happy with and satisfied with um, as a part of the program. But yeah. Yeah. Same here. Um, I got to say, I can easily echo what Liz and Patrick just said, because it's the same reasons why I love the program. Um, more on that, with it being such a small program, we're looking at about an average of 14 people a year usually taking the course. So yeah, it's a really tight group. They know you by name. They really care about you. And it's it's a challenging program, that's for sure. It can be hard at moments, but it's so rewarding. And it's not a program that's built to try and weed you out like it was an undergrad. Maybe you guys felt that before where you can tell they're making it purposely hard to try and flunk you here. No, they're really trying to push you to be a better public historian, to be a better student, to be a better teacher one day in the future with whatever you do. They really care about your success and they also want you to explore what you care about. Like you'll often find that you're doing projects in a specific class even and they're saying, okay, but do what you want to do it about. Make sure it's relevant to what we're doing, but follow your passions. And that was so unique and special. We're going to do a 180. I, I loved all our profs. Like they were fantastic. I have never like loved my whole semester of profs before. There's always been a prof, no offense, U of T, where I was like, this person is out to get me. Not true at Western. Loved them. But the reason I chose Western over, I was applying to Glasgow, as I mentioned, which was international fees. I'm a British citizen, but they were like, no, because it's free if you're Scottish. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it was like $30,000. It was a lot of money. And Western has a funding package for, I don't know if it's all history MAs or specifically, I think it is everyone. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's a funding package where you get some money via a grant and then a lot of money via your RA ships slash TA ships, which we'll talk about in a moment. But it changes every year. It's the finances are on the Western page that we're going to link down below. So you can look and like see the actual numbers. But it was like a lot of money. And especially if you're coming out of undergrad already in student debt, it was a great opportunity to actually take advantage of getting an MA, but not having to, you know, like foot this enormous bill of getting an MA, which is definitely a big barrier to access for a lot of people when they want to continue on in the humanities. But yeah, funding was fantastic. Um, you have to put in the work. It's not like free money. But it was a great opportunity, and it meant I didn't, um, you know, go more in debt. Okay, so I'm sure that you guys are sick of the four of us droning on and on about how much we love this program. But why not hear from some other people who also loved it? Um, they are our dear friends who also did this program with us this year. So uh, we're going to hand it over to Ivy, who's going to talk a little bit more about her experience. She was really lucky to be an intern this summer um, in Kingston, Ontario at the Royal Military College. So. Hello everyone, my name is Ivy and I am from the 2021 public history class and program at Western University. So for me personally, I really wanted something that emphasized hands-on learning and developing new skills and experiences while I was learning the theory. 
And so I wanted to put in practice everything that I learned in the classroom, and I wanted something that was, first of all, fully funded, or close to it, and also a pretty short program. So because this was a one-year program and it was fully funded with numerous opportunities in museums nearby, I thought it would be just a fantastic opportunity to be a part of this community in this program. And so I also really enjoyed having only a few other students in my cohort, uh, and so we had a very small ratio in um, professors to students. And so what was my favorite part of the Western program? I would actually say the opportunities that we had in the community. So I was actually a research assistant at the Royal Canadian Regiment Museum, which is located nearby. And so during that time in that term, I was actually taking a museums course, which was incredible. And I was putting that theory into practice. Um, so when I was at work at the museum, I was actively inventorying, researching, photographing artifacts for their collection. And I was learning that in the coursework as I was working. So it was just um, amazing to really put everything into practice. And that's something you don't really see in a lot of other programs. Um, and so I really thank Western for doing this. And I am so happy that I chose this program because of the time length, because of the funding available and resources, and also the um, just the opportunities available at our fingertips. And having uh, the choice to be um, a marking assistant, a teaching assistant, or a research assistant. It was just all very incredible, and I'm so grateful for the community uh, and my cohort for being lovely people, and they're all very supportive. So on that note, so what did we all do for that? Everybody does something different. So TA is teaching assistant or teacher's assistant, and they're the people who assist the professors in their courses and do things like marking and running tutorials and that sort of thing. And then RAs are research assistants. And I don't know if they have a different, do they have a different name now? Wasn't that a whole thing with Mike where they had to call him something else or something? Sometimes they're called interns right. to the people that we intern ah. at because we All aren't right. technically like researching. Unless like you're actually STEM kids that. might yeah. research. Right. Yeah. Right. Unless you're like, so yeah. an, R an RA ship in this case is that essentially you get you get placed in a public history institution in London and work as a researcher there as, as someone there doing some sort of public history work and that sort of thing, giving you experience in the field while you're in school, which is a wildly awesome opportunity to have, you know, hands-on experience that early. It's really cool. Anyway. Yeah, so I, I uh, TA'd two courses. Uh, one was called American Nightmare, which was a really interesting course. I'm not going to get into it. We don't need it. We don't have time. Uh, <laughs> the other course was The History of Piracy, which is very self-explanatory. Taught by, by uh, Mike Dove, uh, who from the program. So that was really fun to have him as a, uh, a boss. But yeah, so that it was really, it was a great experience. I mean, being a TA is, is a lot of fun, especially for me, because I like I mean, I've always liked sort of mentoring people when I was in like third or fourth year, I'd mentor first year, second year, that sort of thing. So I love that sort of role. And so that was really nice. And yeah, and it's it kind of like you got to audit courses, like you got to just take courses and learn really interesting things for free. And that's exciting. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of great perks like that for being a TA, especially if 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 you, and, and there are options where like if you're someone like me who loves to talk and loves talking to people, you can do a, a TA shift where you run tutorials and you're a tutorial leader. And so you're in charge, like the professor isn't there and you get to ask the questions to the students and, and all that sort of stuff and facilitate discussion. And that is 
insanely cool, <laughs> to say the least. But then, yeah, and then I also had the opportunity to to do more of a marking course where if you're more of an introvert and don't want to do that, you can just be what's called a marker, which is where you do a course where it's mainly exams, maybe a couple essays, but you don't run a tutorial. You just you just mark papers and exams and that sort of thing. But yeah, so there's a lot of variety. It's a lot of fun. It's a great way to earn some money. And I, I don't know why I chose it over doing an RA ship, which you'll learn about from the other folks in a second as to why they're so cool. But I don't know. I think it was just that if I only had one year in grad school, I, I just I wanted the TA experience for myself. But uh, RA ships are also great. Yeah, I can go because my TA ship was also um, similar to what Patrick mentioned, just the marking. So it wasn't super crazy or anything, but it was definitely manageable during the, uh, the one semester that I was doing it. Um, it was for the history of finance. It's not my field, but I definitely learned a lot. And um, I read a lot of interesting papers because um, these were students that were not from history. They were writing about history. So it was neat. But um, I really enjoyed my RA ship because I was actually a research assistant and I was helping out with uh, a small local museum's education department. So I was building, I was literally building programs with them and activities that they were going to use with their actual clients. So it felt so cool that finally the work I was doing in school was actually useful. I was being paid for my work and I was needed. And and then I saw it in practice too. So that was great. Where did you do oh, your Elden House. Very cool. Mm-hmm. We're going to hear from Julia Richards, who did her internship with Canada's History. Hello, I'm Julia Richards, a recent graduate of Western's MA Public History program, and I also got my Bachelor of Arts Honors Specialization in History at Western as well. So why did I choose Western? I think mostly what drew me to it was the campus. It's it's very large, um, and it does genuinely feel like kind of its own little city or its own little small town. But something that I wish that I had known before I came to Western and something that I did definitely discover while going to school here is that the faculty in history is really special. They definitely made me feel very welcome. They're all super knowledgeable. And they really genuinely want you to do well. I guess lastly, the the final point that I'll make is that it's really amazing to meet uh, like-minded people. If you're anything like me, all of my friends in university and kind of out of university are not really history people. They went to school for the sciences and business. So it's really amazing that you get this opportunity to meet with people who also like history and who think like you do and who are kind of taught the same way of analyzing as you are so you can have these deep historical discussions within your class or even outside the classroom with these people. It's really amazing to be able to kind of go into that with people who know history, who love history. Such a such a great experience. So I did a TA ship and an RA ship. Um, I will say that I was but I really, really wanted to actually teach as part of my TA ship. Um, unfortunately I kind of like I knew that there were other people who were like TAing for the full year, that kind of thing. And so I wanted to give those people that opportunity. So I just told them, I was like, wherever you need me, put me wherever. So I was, um, I'm mostly doing marking, um, for a really interesting class, a second, I think a second year class, um, all about apocalypse and pandemics. And it was very topical and it was very oh. interesting <laughs> talking about plague That's... and, but it was like really interesting cause you're kind of like debunking a lot of things. And a lot of it was like kind of a media studies um, spin on things, which is what 
I love. I'm also, I'm a media studies person at heart. Um, so that was really fun. And then my RA ship was with uh, a local organization called Here Here, um, which is actually run by Michelle and Ariel, who are two profs in the Western Public History Program. And it's really cool because they go around and collect oral histories and then essentially make them place-based by creating these signs that you can access these um, recordings through a telephone number. So you call the number and when you're at a specific spot, you hear a story related to that spot. So um, not only was I doing running their social media, I was creating, um, we started working with this really cool app that does like virtual reality or augmented reality and like guided tours and stuff. So I was able to like make my own tours. So I did a Halloween tour of all the stops that we had that were very like spooky stories and things like that, which was really fun. And then I also got to, um, uh, interview people uh, and transcribe them and edit the audio and make them into their own news stops. One of them was with a woman who was a survivor of sex trafficking in London and that was really powerful. It was a very valuable experience for me like not only to just like to be there and to witness her testimony but also just um, to I mean as a historian we're always interviewing people it's a it's a big part of our job and it was very challenging to say the least um but yeah it was so great like I, I was able to put so much on my resume and it was just so fun to work with two people who are as, as passionate with like oral history and um like social justice as I am so yeah I was like you Liz I really wanted to teach I love teaching but there are just there's a bigger need for grading because profs don't want to grade I graded it was fine I got to grade a history of Russia class which I really loved I did Russian history in my undergrad so I knew what was up and then as my RA ship I worked at the Museum of Ontario Archaeology and I was like a social media promotions person I had a very long title I'm not going to remember it but I was basically making social media content for like behind the scenes to learn more about what the space did as like an archaeological center more than just like the gallery half so i got to film lots of videos edit lots i made a stop motion oh that like was animation so cute thing. Oh, loved doing that and then i also got to give tours which i really loved i got to like take people around it was private tours because of covid but i got to introduce them to archaeology and how we do it and i have that background kind of from art so i could weave that in there it was good fun. I really enjoyed my time there. I was very sad when I was done after four months, but I liked marking too. Okay, so next we'll hear from Jake Bredman. He had the wonderful opportunity to intern at the Brown Homestead in St. Catharines, Ontario. Hey everyone, my name is Jake Bredman and I am a recent graduate from the MA in Public History at the University of Western Ontario. Now, for those interested in pursuing a graduate degree in public history, you may be wondering why Western? Now, similar to any other graduate degree in history, the MA in public history was thoroughly academic. You will have a lot of assignments and readings, which anyone should expect going into grad school, but the benefit of public history is that you do a lot more group work, which is a breath of fresh air from years of individual work during your undergraduate degree. One of the courses that you actually get to take in the winter semester is a major group project, which is different every year. So last year, for example, my cohort and I developed a digital exhibit through Omeka on COVID-19's impact on Canadians. 
So, you know, not only does group work make grad school easier, but it's also more fun because you become closer with your cohort. Also, the history department at Western is just generally all around amazing. It is seriously one of the most supportive, caring environments I've worked in. Because the program is only one year and the internship consists of four of those months, you have a great shot at getting a full-time job afterwards. The program has so many connections through public history alumni and you'll get a job at a first-class organization with no problem whatsoever. And that's not just because of the connections that the program has, but also the skills that you'll learn in the program. So uh, today we are sitting down with Professor Mike Dove, who is also the director of the Public History Program at Western. So we're really thankful that you're here today to uh, share a bit more about the program that we all love so much. Hi. Hi, Mike. Hello. Well, thanks for having me, everyone. I'm uh, very, very excited to be here. And uh, yes, I'm the director and the internship coordinator for the Master's in Public History Program at Western. And I also help run the uh, minor program. Uh, undergraduate minor program in public history, as well as teaching some other kind of neat courses. But no, this is great. I always uh, welcome the opportunity to, uh, to chat about the program and to uh, also, you know, talk about our students, our alumni, our great alumni out there, including all of you. So thanks for having me. We're so happy that you're here. And yeah, it's so true. You mentioned that you you do some interesting classes and you're you're fully entrenched really in public history from what we can see both in the undergrad and masters. Teach obviously the uh, undergraduate public history course, which is a, a mandatory course in the minor program. And then I take on, you know, other projects in the community as well. So most recently I helped research and uh, and create uh, signage and a walking tour for historic Labatt Park here in London which is the oldest baseball grounds in the world. So uh, that was all set to go in July. And, and we had a very uh, successful uh, couple of months uh, right up to Labor Day weekend. And uh, hopefully we'll have some opportunities for students in this program and undergraduate students as well in the future. That's so cool because like opportunities like that are so special. And it seems that it's also tied to London itself. Is that one of the reasons why we should choose Western? Yeah, well, there's all kinds of reasons to choose Western, but I think one of them is certainly over the past 20 to 30 years with the uh, I think the creation of the public history program in 1986, you know, local history has been a focal point for us. There are tremendous resources here, both um, human resources, but also collections. And there are, uh, it's just a wealth of cool stories to, to tell. So um, yeah, we try to do as much local stuff as we can. Uh, it's one of the reasons, but of course, it's not just the local. We have students working uh, all over Canada and different countries as well. Um, so I think it's a real nice mix of of, uh, of of local and then, you know, international in some cases as well as national. So, but yeah, no, we we definitely have our hand in uh, in local history as much as possible. So uh, I wanted to ask a little bit more, uh, we kind of touched about like why choose Western, um, but can you explain a little bit more about Western's public history program, either like what makes it unique or kind of what are the, what are the specialties and niches within it? Uh, well, as I mentioned, we uh, started in 1986, so it, it actually makes Western the longest running public history program uh, of its kind in Canada. You know, we've, we've taken in quite a few students over those years, obviously, so it makes for a, a very robust uh, uh, alumni network, um, and so students can um, can of course 
stand to benefit from, from knowing people in the field who have been in the field now for 25, 30 years in many cases. But also one of the uh, attractions, I think, to our program is that it is a one-year program. It's, it's eight months of coursework. It's fairly intensive coursework, but it's followed by a 12-week internship over the summer. And, uh, and then you're done. So some other programs will go on for, for two years. But we've designed this program really to enable our students to hit the ground running, no matter what career they choose, and uh, to just make them job ready. But you've come away with a lot of skills, but also a lot of projects and a lot of deliverables, I suppose. Uh, uh, there's a lot to point to on your resume by the end of things. So certainly the digital component, digital public history, there's also a course on interactive exhibit design. You know, those are, are two very popular courses, but those are courses that students tend to remark on when they're thinking back about their program and, and really the strongest takeaways from the program that really enabled them to, to perform and really thrive. And we, we have a lot of courses that are taught by practitioners. So we have an archival management course as well as a museology course that are taught by uh, professionals in those fields uh, who have full-time jobs in those, uh, in those areas and have a wealth of experience uh, and background to really, I guess, enhance their teaching. The digital public history skills also sort of got them in the door in many places, um, and their uh, potential employers also took note of those digital public history skills uh, because they're they're highly employable, right? And so, um, so I think that really sets us apart. Yeah, it's a nice mix. You know, our students have done very well as a result. I think our record speaks for itself. Totally. I know for sure, finishing the program, my resume doubled. <laughs> I couldn't fit everything into like one or two pages, which <laughs> right. was great. It was so nice to be able to do like heritage projects and archival work. And you really get to dabble in everything, which is so fun. Yes, for sure. So um, you mentioned a little bit about the 12-week internship program. Um, what are some of the, the more interesting, well, everyone's internships are very interesting, but uh, are there any student internships that kind of stick out in your mind or things that are like a typical experience for someone in this program? So we've had a number of internships and uh, they've all been great. You know, we've had students working from coast to coast, as they say, from, from Newfoundland in the east to, to British Columbia in the west to, to uh, all three territories in the north. We've had students outside of Canada. We've had them at the UK, for instance, the National Museum, National Archives in Scotland. We've had them in, in the United States. We've had them in uh, Australia, uh, even Malta. So yeah, we encourage students to to take you know those internship opportunities that they're a good fit for them, and we'll give them a you know a, a good leg up when they graduate. Students have you know had taken us up on that and run with it. And that makes makes for a much stronger program and also opens doors for our students in the future. They want to make their way to some of these places. So that's been great. I mentioned the, uh, the United States. We, one of our students, one of the first students to go down there actually worked at the Museum of the Moving Image in uh, Brooklyn. And she was very much interested in film studies. And she worked with the uh, ephemera collection, uh, so essentially, we're talking about uh, lobby cards. We're talking about film posters. We're talking about you know press books, film stills, and so she was transcribing a lot of that. Some of it was in foreign languages, um, particularly French. And this collection dated back to the 1940s. So there's a little bit a lot of cool stuff there. And um, she was also very excited because her museum pass got her into most museums and theaters for free in New York City. 
Yeah. And then one of the other things, the other takeaways that really stick out in my mind, because she had called me just after this happened, was there were a lot of backstage events and special sort of VIP you know, uh, events that were going on during that summer. And so she met, you know, quite a few documentarians as well as stars, movie stars who would show up at the museum and just want a guided tour or like a, kind of a behind the scenes tour, private tour. And then she met some some notable directors. So Canada's own David Cronenberg, for instance, and of course, one of the one of the greatest of all time, Martin Scorsese. So she, you know, she had a wonderful time, uh, suffice yeah. it to say. And I guess on that note, in terms of, of film and documentary, we had a student working in Toronto with a documentary firm. And, uh, you know, what really sticks out, I think, was the variety of uh, projects she had to work on. And so she was a vital member of the creative team. And she began working on the, um, the history of the uh, Canadian soldiers during the Second World War when they were uh, moving through Belgium and collecting oral histories and those sorts of things. And then I would say about halfway through that internship, she had to switch gears and uh, the Smithsonian needed work done because they were trying to put together a documentary on an upcoming anniversary for uh, Star Trek. Just a lot of cool stuff. But what I like about that is it really points to how well-rounded and resilient and comfortable I think our students have to be. And they are. So I, I feel like, you know, our, our, our program is, is preparing them to, to, to enter the field and take on just about any research topic that comes their way. But also, you know, any, any, any medium, be it documentary or film or oral history or, you know, material culture, that sort of thing. So those really stick out in my mind, those, those internships. And students have moved on into to careers in those fields, too. So you know, I think people are, are surprised to hear that somebody with a history background or, you know, public history background can be hired and, and really make, make a good career for themselves in these areas, that they don't necessarily have to be film students, for instance, or they don't have to be, you know, museum specialists even. You know, most of them don't have PhDs in museology uh, or museum studies degrees. They have public history degrees. Uh, and the same goes for our students in archives, for instance. They've done very well with the DMA, and I think it's become one from what I've heard with from employers is that it's, it's it comes from being sort of well rounded and and having a, a large toolbox, I suppose, of skills and experiences uh, that many have had, you know, coming into the program. They certainly have when they when they leave the program. So, I should say too that that's what we kind of look for in our applicants, you know, our, our students who are comfortable moving outside of their comfort zone. I mean, it takes everybody a little bit of time. Um, so that's that's one of the things we look for in an applicant, you know, is that just the enthusiasm and the willingness to to embark on projects and to, uh, <laughs> I hesitate to use the Star Trek reference, but <laughs> to go, <laughs> go boldly. Yeah, there you go. You know where I'm going with that, yeah. No, that's that's wonderful. And you, you touched on it a bit, but what are some common career paths you've seen from graduates in this program? Yes. So, um, you know, again, we've, we've had students move into all these different places, to museums and archives, to historical research consulting. There's quite a few of those consulting companies around, obviously based in Ottawa, Calgary, Vancouver. Many have gone into government. So, you know, various levels of government, be it the city, be it province, or federal, you know, the province, it could be the provincial archives, for instance, we've had students, but we've also had them in provincial uh, departments, 
uh, in Ontario, uh, Alberta, for instance, particularly tourism has been a big employer for our public history students. Uh, at the federal level, I mean, we're talking uh, national museums, so just about any of those the six national museums, we've had students and still have students, but from Halifax to Winnipeg and, and then the, the museums in Ottawa. Library and Archives Canada, Parks Canada, those have been major employers. And then, of course, the, the government departments like Crown Indigenous Relations, as well as Department of Defense or Foreign Affairs and International Trade. Uh, so, you know, students have made their way into all of these different organizations. And some have started their own companies, which is wonderful, too. So we do talk about entrepreneurship. We do talk about that, you know, you don't have to necessarily uh, be applying for jobs and waiting for the phone to ring that we believe upon graduation, you have enough to kind of get going on your own path, your own career. And that may mean historical research consulting, for instance, and taking on several different contracts or a series of contracts where you are uh, freelancing, essentially. Maybe it comes from being a very successful podcaster. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> That's right. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, sky's the limit there, right? Yeah. But again, it's it's just trying to help our students be as, as career ready as possible upon graduation. Awesome. So if someone is looking to apply to Western's public history program, especially kind of right now or leading up into starting your application, that kind of stuff, is there anything that students should be doing to prepare or also like where can they get more info, that kind of stuff? Yeah. Well, of course, you can. We try to put as much information as possible on our uh, on our website. Uh, so the MA in public history program at Western. And you can just Google that and it should be the first one that comes up. <laughs> But, you know, of course, academics, because it is a graduate program in history, it, you know, it is important. So you should do, be doing very well in senior essay courses. You know, history courses, definitely. Uh, being able to think historically is certainly important. So being able to research, being able to write effectively, certainly critical thinking, analysis, problem solving, time management, you know, interpersonal skills, obviously. These are all very important skills that you learn, not just in, in, in history, but in other programs and disciplines. But you, you do not necessarily have to have a history major, for instance. I would say anything that has to do with group work, teamwork, that's something you want to emphasize because we do a tremendous amount of that in the program because it's very much about cooperation and collaboration with your peers, so with your fellow students, but also, of course, with community partners. So, you know, it, it helps to have experience working with people in different forums. That can be volunteer experience. It can be summer jobs. Where an applicant has demonstrated a, a certain level or a certain degree of leadership and, and an ability to direct and guide others, uh, train others, those are all very important. Um, so we ask students for uh, resumes, updated resumes, uh, as well as a, a letter from a, a non-academic source who can speak to you know, your ability to, to work with, with others uh, within those sorts of environments. So usually a non-academic environment. I would say above all else, we're looking for somebody who's, who's passionate about history and about sharing and telling the stories and, and, and also assisting others in telling their own stories about the past. Yeah, we will leave a link to uh, Western's public history page and um, there you'll be able to find Mike's email, you'll be able to find all the information about applying and you know, the other faculty and all that, all that stuff, so. Perfect. Awesome, thank you so much, Mike, for talking to thank us you. today. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> it was great. Thanks for having me. We're also gonna hear from Kat, 
who was lucky to spend her summer at the Northern Ontario Railroad Museum and Heritage Centre. My name is Kat Bazaar and I'm part of the MA Public History graduating class of 2021. I chose Western because I knew this program would be a great suit for me. I knew it had some amazing professors and that the opportunities that would come from taking this program would be amazing. Probably my favorite part of being in this program was that almost all of our projects had some sort of community involvement or they'd become something real. So the chance to work with some historic sites in London was amazing. And it also challenged me to do things that I wasn't necessarily comfortable doing. So for instance, I had to make a podcast and I had never done anything like that before. So I loved the fact that they did challenge us, but they also helped us through those challenges. It's a wonderful program and I cannot say enough good things about it. All right. All right, guys. <laughs> so that finishes it up. I hope you love the nine voices, nine, right, mm-hmm. that were involved yes. in this. I hope it didn't get too overwhelming. I'm sure it didn't. You can recognize our voices so. by now, I'm sure. I'm sure. I hope and so. if anything, you got I hope so. amazing perspectives from nine different people, but they all came around to the same idea of this is a great program and it's it's worth your time to check it out if you love public history and you're interested in going for a master's. It sounds really scary. A master's degree sounds really scary, but it was really fun. Yes. I promise. Especially if you were like me and you were too scared to grow up and it's a great, like, it's it's training wheels. It's like public history training wheels with amazing people and it's an amazing experience. Yeah. It's just exhilarating. You just get to, like, you get to do, you get to be creative and analytical and get to think about history, but in a, in a fun way that's exciting and entertaining and holy cow. We love what it. What a time. Holy cow. Holy cow. And if you have more questions or are really interested in this program and want to learn more, check out our description. All the links for everything are going to be there. Even information for Mike Dove, our director. Just follow that link. You can even find his email. Send him an email. Ask him questions. That's what I think all of us here did before we applied. Yeah. 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 He gave me a tour of campus. This man walked me around campus for an hour and a half. Are you serious? Before I even applied. Oh, yeah. We had a ball, me and him together, wandering around. I'd never been to Western's campus before. That's so so. sweet. And be sure to tune in in two weeks' time with our next episode, which we're going to do a deep dive into how to apply to grad school. So if you are interested in applying to this program or other programs and you're like, I don't know what the hell to do next... We got you. So come on back in two weeks. Um, get your notepad ready, and we're gonna we're gonna hold your hand and take you right through it. Um, we we could do it. So so can you? Yeah. And on that note, we'll see you on the flippity flop. The Northern Ontario Railroad Museum and Heritage Center. Say that five times no. fast. Let me try. Let me try. (laughs) Say it again. (laughs) The Northern Ontario Railroad Museum and Heritage Center. 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 Choo choo. Oh, that was good. (laughs) That's gonna be at the end of the episode. A very special thank you to Professor Mike Dove, Kat Bazaire, Jake Bredman, Ivy Cooley, 
Julia Richards, and of course, Western University's Department of History. Digital Dust is recorded on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabek, Haudenosaunee, Lanapawak, and Adwandaran peoples, on lands connected with the London Township and Somber Treaties of 1796, and the Dish with One Spoon Covenant Wampum. This land continues to be home to First Nation peoples, Métis peoples, and Inuit peoples, whom we recognize as the contemporary stewards of the land and waters we are on today. Digital Dust is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Edwards, Katie Gaskin, Patrick Kingen, and Robin Marshall. Sound design by Elizabeth Edwards, and audio transcription by Katie Gaskin. Our theme music is by Mattias Millar.